Listen, there's a great work to be done. As soon as you win this court battle, you must deliver this message. Take advantage of this opportunity and declare a powerful message to this world. He expects more of us. He believes we can do more. Who's going to stop Christ? Who's going to stop Christ from getting this work done? This is Behind the Work. Welcome to Behind the Work. I'm Grant Turgeon. Headquarters of the Philadelphia Church of God is here in Edmond, Oklahoma. But we also have four regional offices, one in Canada, another in England, and then also ones in the Philippines and Australia. During the 2023 Ministerial Conference, regional directors overseeing those regional offices have given some updates to the ministry regarding the offices. And we've also heard an update on headquarters as well from Chief Financial Officer Andrew Loker, who said that we now have $40.5 million in United States assets. That would mainly be the church, private jet, and also the Armstrong Auditorium and other things on campus. We heard from Canadian Regional Director John McDonald. I guess I should say Canada Regional Director John McDonald, since he works in Canada but is actually Australian. We heard from Mr. McDonald that Canada has had its TV stations cut in half, the TV stations that would broadcast Mr. Gerald Flurry's Key of David television program. And yet, despite that bad news, despite TV stations kicking our program off the air, probably because it is too controversial for those stations, even still in Canada, donation income continues to soar. It doesn't seem to line up with the trend of fewer TV stations. There's not really any noticeable increase in Philadelphia Trumpet News Magazine subscribers. And yet somehow, probably miraculously, the income in Canada continues to surge. We learned a lot from Australasia Regional Director Aaron Hudson, who actually oversees two regional offices, the one in Australia and the one in the Philippines. And he said that there are 801 church members in his region. There are two summer educational program sites for the young people, for the teenagers. There are also five Feast of Tabernacles sites in his region. And his region covers 66 countries. And yet there are only nine ministers to serve all those people and all of that landmass. He actually had a really nice video at the start of his lecture, Mr. Hudson did. And it shows just how vast his region is, where every 
location where he travels is probably about a three or five hour plane ride away from the previous stop. Not all three to five hours away from where he lives in Australia, but three to five hours away from the previous location shown on the video. So, for example, from the Philippines to Malaysia or something like that. So it's just a really spread out region going over to India as well, Singapore, Thailand, Papua New Guinea. We learned from uh, Mr. Daryl Hope, who is the regional director of Latin America, <laughs> actually why it is called Latin America, which I didn't even know. Latin America is called Latin America because the main languages spoken in Central and South America are French, Spanish, and Portuguese, all of which are based on Latin. So even though no one actually speaks Latin today, French, Spanish, and Portuguese are all based on Latin. Mr. Hope's region includes South America, Central America, and much of the Caribbean. And he has 15 congregations total. And Mr. Hope, I believe, speaks, what is it, five? I think it's four or five languages. Maybe I could, I could even be underselling him there. He also oversees foreign language translations. And so in the 10 written languages produced by the Philadelphia Church of God, there are also five oral languages. We have Philadelphia Trumpet websites in nine languages. And out of the 67 total foreign language translation workers, 50 of them are volunteers. 50 out of 67 volunteer. They choose to do it for free on top of their regular jobs and responsibilities. Just a really incredible sacrifice and something that is so valuable to God's work. Mr. Hope also explained to us some of the unique challenges of his region. And this is something that's really interesting about God's work, where it does span the globe. It, it spans all types of people from all types of places, all kinds of backgrounds, and different things affect different people in all of these places. And so these regional directors have a lot of responsibility trying to watch societal trends and, and see how those trends affect the brethren. Now, in Latin America, Mr. Hope said that family is strong. There are strong family connections in Latin America. So that obviously is a good thing. And yet even something like that can present challenges when maybe family tries to pull us away from God. It gets very difficult to put God first in a society that emphasizes family so heavily. 
in Latin America, there's also subsidized health care. You know, maybe too much dependence on going to the hospital all the time since it's supposedly free, even though it's really taken out of people's taxes. Over there in Latin America, there's also high taxes, low wages, and a rising cost of living, which can create a handout mentality. Feeling like maybe people are entitled to certain things from the government. In Latin America, there's also the heavy influence of the Roman Catholic Church. Lots of paganism and idolatry. Lots of holidays for every saint. (laughs) So that can rub off on people as well. Trying to keep the true religion in a hub of false religion. Surrounded by false religion. There's also a a strong evangelical movement in some parts of Mr. Hope's region in Latin, Latin America, in Brazil in particular. And the way that affects the work and the brethren is that a lot of people will call the church and, and they'll just ask for free literature, boxes and boxes of free magazines and booklets. They don't even care what the titles are or what the content is. So they just want it for free and maybe they're trying to sell it. Just evangelizing perhaps. Mr. Hope also mentioned uh, struggles with punctuality and organization in some of those countries. So maybe being on time can be a problem. Being organized can be a problem because if you see your whole country behaving a certain way, it it can be very easy to follow along with that trend. There's also hygiene and cleanliness problems in some of these countries, which could contribute to a low standard of dress and decorum. In Latin America, oftentimes churches are viewed as charities. And so people could start thinking that like the government, the church also owes them something that the church only exists to finance people who perhaps don't want to work. And so there's a lot of trends like this that Mr. Hope covered in his lecture at the ministerial conference, trends that are specifically affecting people in Latin America. And now maybe some of these trends would affect people in other regions as well, but certainly a lot of them are specific to that region. And a regional director who frequently travels to the region, can really come to understand what the brethren are going through, what they're facing, what they're dealing with in their daily lives. And the regional director can really help the brethren face those challenges. I mean, if you think about it in military terms, the headquarters, the home base of The PCG is here in Oklahoma. It's like the Pentagon of God's church. The military commands go forth from here. And then we have these four regional offices. We also have regional directors that don't oversee 
a regional office. So like I said, the regional offices are in Canada, England, the Philippines, and Australia. But you also have regional directors like Mr. Hope, who works from headquarters and frequently travels down to Latin America. There's also three regional directors in the United States who split up this entire country among themselves. They don't have their own regional office. They all point back to headquarters. Uh, of course, there is, uh, there are a lot of people in Africa, and yet they, they look to the regional office in England. So there are, there are certainly more regional directors than there are regional offices. But you could really look at these regional offices and even these regional directors as outposts of the home base. These are the, the boots on the ground. These are the, the leaders out in their areas. I've actually had the privilege to go to all four of our regional offices and they are elegantly decorated, immaculately organized hubs of hard work and activity. It's so inspiring to travel and see God's work taking place somewhere else, not just at headquarters. At these regional offices, perhaps they're sending out literature. They're answering letters. They're working on TV contracts and fulfilling subscriptions to the publications. They're arranging the feast sites for their regions. So they can really take a lot of the strain off of headquarters by handling those things in their regions. And then, of course, the regional directors, even if they don't have their own regional office, are working hard out in the field. And they report directly back to the pastor general, Mr. Joe Fleury, and seek his guidance in how to help the brethren and how to move the work forward in their areas. So it is just such an awesome system. And the regional directors have to work very hard and they are very accountable. This is an article from the Philadelphia News of May, June 2004, a spotlight on the regional director by Philip Nice. And he writes, within their regions, regional directors watch over the spiritual well-being of hundreds of brethren, direct ministers, manage visit requests, council members and prospective members, train leaders, oversee church expenditures, direct spokesman clubs and summer camps, supervise PCG television, radio, and print media, answer letters, organize feast sites, and take care of many other issues, great and small. Needful for the ongoing growth and progress of the work. That is the job of a regional director. And God's government structure really does work. The ministry in those regions go up the line to the regional director. That man goes up the line to the pastor general. And you can see why. Maybe God does speak in military terms so much in the Bible. It's something we can really learn a lot from as we'll get into. Back in 1985, 
the late Worldwide Church of God founder and Pastor General Herbert W. Armstrong actually had a conference specifically for the international regional directors of the WCG. Mr. Armstrong said some very interesting things here at this 1985 conference. Quote, we have to realize that we're not out teaching an American religion. It's not a Canadian religion. It's not an Australian religion. It's not a British religion. It's the religion of Almighty God and Jesus Christ. End quote. That's something that we all must remember in a world of many factions and divisions, a lot of strife taking place among nations, bloody, violent wars. This is a worldwide work, and we are all one as we support the work. It is God's truth, not our truth. Mr. Armstrong also said that regional directors are like parts of a wheel. There is a hub in the middle of the wheel from which the spokes go out. The hub is headquarters. And then really the spokes are like the regional directors reaching out to members and prospective members. So the regional directors extend the reach of headquarters. The regional offices extend the reach of headquarters. And God's truth goes far and wide thanks to those efforts. Mr. Armstrong also said everything is handled through headquarters. And headquarters is just the place where Christ, the head of the church, set it. The way that God sets up the church is revealed in the Bible, and we just follow that example. We follow that instruction, and it's really just that simple. Notice Matthew 16, verse 18, And I say also unto you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So this verse is frequently misunderstood and even counterfeited by false religion in the world. But what Christ is saying here is that there was one man in charge in the church. Peter was the chief apostle. But then it says, upon this rock, I will build my church. Rock there should be capitalized. It's not talking about Peter. Peter is not the rock upon which the church, upon whom the church was built. God does not build the church on a man. There are men who form the foundation of the church in a way uh, that that's part of it as well. But Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. Then there are apostles and prophets that build upon that foundation as well. 
So you learn a lot from Matthew 16, verse 18. One man in charge and Christ as the rock upon whom the church is built. Christ is the head of the church and he works through one man. But of course, if this church consisted of only one man, it wouldn't go very far. Zechariah 4 verse 6 shows us how it all gets accomplished. This is the word of the eternal unto Zerubbabel saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the eternal of hosts. That's Zechariah 4 verse 6. It all happens by the power of God's Holy Spirit. And there have to be supporters. Mr. Flurry can't do it by himself. There has to be a lot of support. Mr. Armstrong said at this 1985 International Regional Directors Conference, Sometimes actions speak louder than words. Jesus told us to be the light of the world, that they can see our good works, not hear our good arguments. <laughs> well, as teachers, sometimes we have to give them the arguments too, but we have to set the example. You see, those regional offices are a shining light out in the world. Our congregations ought to be a shining light in the world. As it says in Matthew 5, verse 16, our regional directors are going out and personally meeting with people who contact the church and are interested in perhaps attending with one of our congregations. And so they must be a light to the world. They must be welcoming and warm and friendly. They must set an example for how to live and the blessings that right way of life brings. Now, like I said, God does speak in military terms, and we can learn a lot by just studying some of the verses involved in that. 2 Timothy 2 verse 3 says, You therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. God is saying that true Christians ought to be soldiers. We ought to be tough. We ought to know our place within God's army. And our place is determined by God. We receive our directives from headquarters, going out through the regional offices and the regional directors, those military outposts in the field. And we have to do our part and we have to be tough. The Apostle Paul said in 2 Timothy 4 verse 7, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. You see, it is a fight. God does give us a military commission. He tells us to keep our outposts safe. This is an article titled, How Secure Is Your Outpost? from the July-August 2016 Royal Vision. And Mr. Dennis Leap wrote this article, and he said, uh, he, he actually quoted the May 1960 Good News, which states, 
Will you pray earnestly that God will stop the hand of Satan and his persecutors? Will you ask God's blessing and guidance for the men and women who are assisting in this outpost of God's work? Regional directors, regional offices have all long been compared to outposts. Way back in the Worldwide Church of God, today as well in the Philadelphia Church of God, it is a military analogy. And we all must keep our outposts safe. We all must make sure that we look to headquarters, receive God's standard at headquarters, and apply it out in the field, out in our congregations, as directed by the regional directors and the regional offices. Mr. Dennis Leap writes, those few who remained loyal to Christ had to work feverishly to establish new outposts for God's work around the earth. This involved more than just establishing regional offices. It also meant building solid field congregations. Do you realize that every PCG congregation, whether big or small, is one of Christ's outposts? And if you are one of God's scattered sons, one from a city, or even a nation, you are an outpost for Christ. So even you, individually, can be considered an outpost. Just like those wonderful regional offices, just like those hardworking regional directors, just like our congregations. You individually, your home, can be an outpost where God's message comes through and you as a good soldier in Christ apply and obey the command. God does speak to us in military terms. God does have a specific military organization for his work. And we all must do our part we all must be outposts tuned in to God's message, God's commands, and following our orders, doing our part within God's army. So you can be an outpost, and you can also make sure that your family and your congregation are an outpost locked in on headquarters. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Behind the Work. You've been listening to Behind the Work. Email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for a new episode each Monday at 12 p.m. Central Time.